Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. What's the story? We're back, back, back again with another episode of That's What I Heard podcast with me, Cardi Mahadi, and him. Sean Phipps. Hello, my darling. How are you today? Good, baby. Good, good. I have one nervous pair, not two today, so I'm, I'm, on, I'm on to win. So, this week we have the beautiful, gorgeous Nevo with us in the studio today. How are you, Nevo? I'm good. How are you? Good, all good. <laughs> Chat's been starting on people actually on a TikTok Live calling her hair this morning before she came. So that's always and she doesn't good. remember she started on them. Yeah, I didn't remember. You gave up on the whole like being civil, didn't you? It's your motto as yeah. well. No, yeah. it's, it's my world and everyone's just living in it. Absolutely, that's the rest is parking love. And that's <laughs> what it is. So come here to me, um, me and Sean obviously do have our little discussions outside the podcast. So of a Sunday, <laughs> I get a bit of a notion about myself, right? Oh, these are getting called out. I love it. Let's go. Yeah, the ego does <laughs> be fucking sky high of a Sunday morning, right? And do you want to know why? Because I often wake up on a Sunday morning to some very... Um, honey meshes. Honey meshes. <laughs> have you ever had a honey hangover, Nave? No, what is a honey Well, hangover? basically... No, you have had one. I'm just asking you, just for the sake of asking you. It's what a rhetorical it? question. What is it? A but honey it's... hangover? What would you say honey is? Horny? Yeah. Horny? Horny? No, horny? <laughs> you got it right, girl. You right. got it right. Right, a horny hangover. Everybody gets a horny hangover. But someone's... Honey. Belt honey instead of horny. Instead of horny. But listen, Sunday I didn't have a heart. Let's be honest, I didn't. I wasn't in the humour. I was just thinking about it and how bad people get with a honey hangover. Because there's nothing worse in the world when you're up the walls and you're at been on the gargle and you're dying of death and all you want is a little spin, but you're on your own and you're lonely. And you, <laughs> you know what? You start considering people that you'd never, never so consider. much as look like you wouldn't even you wouldn't day. even look twice at them and they're kind of going mm, is he is he that bad oh, no and then the is, honey is over and they're like never will you ever hear it's from like, me again I'm, i get cringed when i at myself when i'm drunk do you ever wake up the next day and like look at the messages you're after being sent and be like oh my god i have received at least seven to eight sorry voice notes off you after you've drank <laughs> She's like, Carly, I didn't realise. I'm just after looking at my phone now and I didn't think that, like, I was carrying on. Like, I don't give a fuck when I'm drunk. I couldn't care less. I do get cringed, like, normally. But when I'm drunk, the shit that I come out with. (laughs) Then I wake up the next day and I'm like, oh, my God, Neve. Like, and it replays in my mind for, like, a week after. But I have a question. Do you ever apologise for a property? Like, are you just like, meh? 
Mm, meh. Sorry, the honey hangover is what I, I did start <laughs> with. And I am sorry for bringing that up, but let me know. Let me know if you um, experienced a honey hangover. Let me know what the worst thing is honey you've hangover. done Send on a it honey in. hangover. <laughs> the email is twih at urbanmedia.ie. Tell me the worst thing that you have done when you had a honey hangover or the worst thing you've considered doing. Anyway, we have the gorgeous Neva in the studio, as I had said. We'll start it off nice and calm. Tell us about you for people that don't know you. We know right. everybody knows you. Both. Right. So my name's Nevo online. My <laughs> name's actually Neve. Okay. So it's not Nevo. But my name's Nevo online. I started TikTok in 2020, I think. Lockdown and kind of buzz, Yeah, it? lockdown buzz. Lockdown manic episode. Uh, blew up. Got really popular because I lived in a mobile home. So yeah, that's that's my claim. Neve, what's to the backstory? Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say. Right, the backstory there is I moved out when I was um, eighteen. Like my auntie took me to live with her, right. so um, I went to live with my auntie when I was eighteen, and then I moved back home when I was in my early twenties. I can't remember exactly what age I was, but I was after being independent because I lived in like a granny flat beside my auntie's house. So I was after being independent for years. So I didn't want to move like back into the family home. So my dad was like look, Neve, we can either do up the attic or we can get you a mobile home. And I was like, get me a mobile home, that's Whopper. I thought that was great until I started TikTok. Apparently it's not great. Sorry, where are you from, honey? Because I think everybody assumes Everyone, automatically yeah, you're from Dublin. You're no. not. No, not from Dublin. I'm from Tully Allen, Drada. Yeah, sorry. Who? The where? sticks. The Tully sticks. Who? Bethlehem. Like, yeah, Bethlehem. Miles. My, uh, my neighbours are like cows and sheep and all that. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I need to say something to you and it right. makes me giggle every single oh, time you put up on. any sort of video. When Neve talking she does this thing where she goes um <laughs> instead of saying eh or um she goes um I never know is that now I'm gonna be real like do, do for me now. it's so <laughs> funny <laughs> <laughs> she goes um when she's trying to think like, of things uh. it makes me giggle all the time when I watch her videos it's great I didn't even notice that I did that you could sound like the town said mouse bow yeah draw the accent like do it first Saba. Oh, go. Yeah. yeah. That's what they sound what? like. Oh, Sean, it's very No, I'm going to get him. Drada's going to hate me after this. Drada, I love you. Your accent's <laughs> lovely. She's like, I have to come home sometimes. So I have to go out. home at some stage. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, you know, it's not awful. It's just very, it's a mixture of like Culchy and Dublin, but it's like a weird, like. It's, to it. Yeah, it's just weird. So, yeah, you're from Drotted, the yeah. caravan in the garden. You have a, a nice <laughs> bit of land. Yeah, yeah, nice bit of road frontage. So, plenty of room for the caravan. Gorge. Um, the most important part of your caravan area. The cars that go boom. Oh Nick. my God, oh. cars that go boom. <laughs> so the cars go boom was this song, right? And it was like, we like the cars. The, the cars, cars that, that go, go boom, boom right? Where did go? I went through this era of thinking I could dance, right? Now, Do I you still think you can dance? No, no, okay, go on, no. Just like no, don't think that anymore, right? <laughs> I went she was humbled fairly fucking quick. Very quick. I genuinely thought I could dance, lads. And I was giving it socks to this song. And I was wearing odd socks, like one of my socks was white and the other sock was black. But it was just the most horrific video ever of me. It's still on TikTok. Honestly, it's iconic, Nave, and it's what I know you for. No, to be fair, that's my most. Do you know what? I laugh at it now, but like it's embarrassing. Like it's very, very embarrassing. Sorry yeah. for that, then <laughs> for bringing that one up. Yeah, no, you're. I, I'm. I laugh at it, but it's like one of the moments. Like I have to. I have to appreciate it because it was a pinnacle moment. Oh, hundred percent. Like, like a was, turning point, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So growing up and dropping it, like what were you like in school and stuff? I was very bold. I had to move school and everything. I was a demon. Like 
like very, in what very sense bold. again break to it down teachers out to peers <laughs> teachers and peers okay yeah both, both okay no not peers actually no by bold to peers like i wasn't like like bold like i was to teachers but i just was yeah i was just a bit of an unhappy teenager like i had a lot going on at home i had a lot going on in my life and went into school and kind of took that out of my teachers and stuff like some of the stories of things i did in school i can't even remember off the top of my head now but yeah people that went to school with me will know <laughs> i was i was very bold but i wouldn't say that i had the kind of confidence and the loud personality that i have now i would say that i could be quite loud at times but it was more angry teenager vibes loud than actual confidence. vibes yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that's the vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the vibe i was just a bit of a witch back then to be honest <laughs> okay and do you find that people tend to point that out about you no they can't because anything the thing about me now is I say what say, I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's nobody on this fine earth that's gonna tell me what I can and cannot say. Yeah. People are walkovers. Like I give people the respect that they give me. Like if someone yeah. is nice to me, I'm nice to them. If somebody is not nice to me, I'm not gonna be nice to someone that's not being nice yeah. to me. Enough of this, like bollocks like that's stupid so i feel like people if somebody came out now and was like oh well nevo called me a bitch in school people would be like yeah i kind of hung around with like the cool kids in school but you i would have been popular so i no, i was always like the outsider of the cool kids because right. i didn't actually fit Same. into that group i was like the class clown yeah. making them happy but they were never happy exactly. until they were doing something exactly like i didn't actually fit into that group i was always like i was very smart in school i was in the top class i was a quiet until I went to secondary school. So I was putting on this kind of facade nearly because I was such a target for bullying. Like I had really prominent teeth, really big ears. Like I wasn't a pretty teenager. Right. So I was such a target for bullying that I was like, right, I'm going to get in with this cool kid crowd yeah. and I'm going to put on this facade and then people will leave me alone. I feel like in school, you're just trying to survive. It's like being That's out fair. in the wild. And I had some pretty awful things done and said to me in school and I don't hold them grudges against people. You know what I mean? Like teenagers and kids are bitches. That's Evil. it. Like, if anybody wants to come at me saying I said something to them in school, I don't care. No, I was like that. I was a welcome bastard when I was in school and it like that was more so again towards teachers but I would have scrapping with people if anybody had to pull me sidewards and yeah. like that it's a transitory period you're growing you're yeah. learning you're going to be an arsehole when you're a teenager exactly. that actually is the whole point of being a teenager it is, is you're just an arsehole by right yeah. do you know what I'm saying 100%. so I'm not the same person I was two years ago let no. alone when you're I was not the same person 15. you were two months ago yeah. that's very true glowing yeah <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much but um, you are just yeah angry teenager uh, yeah very angry teenager very, you very. did mention um, on a previous podcast that you had a bit of a rocky relationship with your mum. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had big, like there was a lot of trouble with my mum, not just with me, with my whole family. So I held everything to myself. I never spoke about my emotions or mm -hmm. my feelings. We I weren't taught to do that then. No, no, I didn't live in a house where it was okay to come out and say, this, this is how, is I, how feel, I feel which I was like ah oh, you be grand exactly of shy. which is so funny because like my dad is my best friend mm -hmm. in the world now and my dad is the first person that's constantly checking up, up on us all for mental health and stuff but my mom she wasn't that way when I was younger so 
Yeah, I guess I just held everything inside and then I'd go into school and my teacher would look at me funny and I'd be like, fuck you, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, because you knew they couldn't say out and back Exactly, to you. That, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I did, but I love hearing you speak so high, highly of your father. Ta- yeah. Tell us more about your dad. So my dad is my best friend. He's literally, I can't even explain, lads. He's my best friend. He's my dad. He's everything all in one. The first man to ever love you, so continue <laughs> yes. to love you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is, but he's so good to all of us. Like I have three siblings and he's literally the best dad in the world he's just so thoughtful so kind if I rang my dad now and was like dad I need a lift to court he'd be here in a heartbeat like he's that type of person and he's real like I could go to my dad and talk to him about anything I don't really have a relationship with my mom so my dad has had to kind of step in for all of us all of my siblings to that kind of mother role as well as a father role so like things like periods and sex like I I don't have a mom to talk well I do have a mom to talk to that about but I don't feel comfortable to talk to it about my mom so um I talk to my dad about all all that sort of stuff like he's just the best in the world I adore him I love you dad oh (laughs) please that is so admirable because I think oftentimes stereotypically it is men that mm-hmm. are left uh, that leave and it's women that are left yeah. with kids but in your case it's a different way around yeah, and for opposite. a father whatever about rearing a young man but rearing two young girls yeah. and like you said period sex navigation yeah. throughout life in that way it must have been very very difficult yeah, for a father especially with me like when I came to him about OnlyFans like I cannot imagine like most fathers would not react the way my dad did like when I went to him I asked my dad could I start OnlyFans before I started it because I didn't want to do anything that like you know would affect my family or affect my Mm -hmm. you know so I asked him and he was like Neve, you are your own person you do whatever you want to do I'll support you no matter what like you're not my pet you're my daughter I'm not going to tell you how to live your life he always just said he expected me to do something mad anyway because I always had that personality. <laughs> yeah. So, like, a lot of fathers wouldn't navigate it like that. They'd be kicking their daughters out of the house and, you know what I mean? So I'm very lucky. Yeah. Very, very yeah. lucky. So, back to the topic of TikTok because I do right. have a few questions. So, you said that you started TikTok during lockdown. Mm-hmm. Was it just for your own personal use at that stage? You didn't start it with any hope of... Absolutely. I never thought that people would follow me. So, I put up a video and it was literally just of my veneers yeah and it went like super viral and i gained like twenty thousand followers from my very first video what the fuck yeah it went crazy That's viral mental. and to do views. that it's must have went viral yeah viral viral, viral. Huge. and um that was my very first video and then it's addictive in it like yeah. it's addictive it's like gambling yeah yeah it's like you can post things up what are you going to get 777 yeah. on the machine and you're probably not going to get it for another year and exactly. then it's going to go viral it's so addictive exactly it's addictive and when you start getting like the likes the and the likes. followers like let's be real here when you very first start social media it's a hundred percent an ego trip yeah. like it's feeding your ego and now it knocks you back down very shortly after you very that quick. humbles you quickly but at the beginning it's very like your ego's being filled you're like oh my god this is great it was never like an intentional thing I actually at the Christmas I started in February and the Christmas before my cousin was mad in TikTok and I was like you're a loser like only losers use TikTok like, <laughs> well, I thought that when it started I was like what is this fucking five-year-old no, why is everybody yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah yeah I didn't start TikTok long into lockdown yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean just even watching it for myself because long before I put a video on it 
I just watched it. Yeah. But even still, I was like, I'm not downloading that shite load of kids. My phone yeah. was white shit. That's what I thought because it was musically before and that was all yeah, like yeah. just kids. And then Vine. Like, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, they would have been Vine. like, I very loved funny. Vine, them three second videos. That's where like Gabby Hanna and all came from and Jake yeah. Paul, isn't it? It's yeah. mental, Jake Paul. So now. see the way we have all these standout <laughs> people that started out on like Vine and the like. Mm. So obviously with TikTok, it started with that go house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? Nave, do you want to explain? I think you'd have a better understanding of it than me. So the Go House was like a content house made for Irish creators. Mm-hmm. It was very um, young creators, in it? Yeah. I don't know enough about it, but to me, I thought it could have been done so much better. Like they got- The idea was there. The idea was great. Yeah. Great yeah. idea and could have been executed a lot better, I feel. I feel like it was all the same type of creator that they put into the house. Yeah. Very true. There should have been- There should have been a bit of a variety. You yeah. know what I mean? People don't want all like lifestyle and fashion influencers. Like get a bit of variety in here. Get a couple of different types of people in here. Of course. So yeah, the, that was that was lockdown. Oh my God, I'm having like terror flashbacks from that. Would you have been on the same scale as those creators at that time? Would you yeah. have been? Yeah. Look yeah. at her, she's like, Were fuck I'm way bigger. No, I was too controversial. I right. was doing OnlyFans okay. at that time. Were you doing OnlyFans when yeah, I had House just was on? started OnlyFans? Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. That's how long you were doing that? Yeah. I feel like that was a lifetime ago. Yeah, I had just right. started OnlyFans. Now, I'm talking just started only Like in the caravan? Yeah, in yeah. the caravan. Oh. In the caravan. And I was still working in my normal job as well, my nine to five. So <laughs> you only started OnlyFans <laughs> in the go. caravan? Yeah, I, I start I had only started OnlyFans in the caravan and I was working my regular nine to five as well at the same time. So that's how early on it was. But yeah, I would have definitely been as big as them at the time, if not some of them. Bigger, maybe, yeah, but yeah. it was just because okay. I was so controversial. <laughs> that you weren't invited. Yeah, I wasn't invited how, to the party. How were you feeling when you were still doing your nine to five and people knew you started OnlyFans? Like, what were you feeling at that very moment in time? Like, um, I was working from home at the time, okay. so I actually kind of a, didn't give a rats. Right. And my job at the time, I actually have nothing but good things to say about this job. I worked for a company. Um, it's an American financial company and it was literally the best job I've ever had. They, when I was leaving, because it was an American company and the customers were in America, they didn't care and they didn't even want me to leave. They were so, so nice. Um, I'll, I can I'll never have nothing but good things to say about That's them. So the company shut down that, now though. So if anything <laughs> goes wrong, I'm screwed. When you started OnlyFans, yeah. did the opinion of men or people you're attracted to, because yeah. I don't know your sexual preference, did that come into play? Did you say, Jesus Christ, if I start this OnlyFans, will people fancy me down the line? Will it yeah. affect people being attracted to me yeah. and change their view of me? Yeah, 100%. Did that come into play? 100%, yeah. But then you have to sit back and go, why would I not do OnlyFans with the fear that someone wouldn't get in a relationship with me? Yeah. Because do I really want to be in a relationship with someone that their well, morals do not align with my morals? Absolutely. Or just so they're, they're or like, they don't support I, what you actually exactly, do. Exactly, exactly. Like, I don't want to be with somebody that has a problem with sex workers or yeah. looks down on sex workers or anything like that. That's I'm not here for that and I don't want to be with someone like that. So for me, it's like taking out the trash itself. It's ethical as well. Like, it's um, like you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I only do on my OnlyFans now solo content. That's it. That's all I do. And I have like really strong boundaries now on what I do and what I don't do. Um, There's other girls that do like loads more. Mad Yeah, mad, mad Mad stuff. They do whatever they want to do, but it's completely ethical. It's like, it's the one industry, even within the porn industry, that women dominate. Like 
if you go on to Pornhub, them men are being paid 10 times more than the women in those videos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OnlyFans is one of the only places where women are completely are dominating. dominating. Yeah. Like men do not even make a smidgen of what women make on yeah. OnlyFans. And I think that's probably the problem that society has with it. I'd say that's a big part of the problem is that the amount of money that girls are making on it, they don't think it's deserved. Women's independence, how yeah. fucking dare you? <laughs> how dare how they? dare you? <laughs> no, that makes perfect sense. But I asked you that question because before I would have learned more about it, before I would have became friends with yourself, yeah. and before I would have been a lot more open-minded, I yeah. would have been one of the haters. I would have been like... Yeah. Fucking slut, look a whore now, putting everything. No, honestly, I know. I think I can't sit here in front of you and pretend that that wasn't me. And I'm like selling our bleeding howl and because I was insecure. Like, don't even beat yourself up for that because I think everybody had that opinion a couple of years ago. Hold my hands up. I think it's totally changed now. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah, a couple of years ago, everybody would have been like, "What a fucking tramp." Sex is such a broad term. Yeah, yeah. Sexual preference is so broad. Like, just keeps continuing on. Doesn't stop. Such a broad thing. Yeah, like there's people that be having wanks to people blown down. Oh, Sean. But it's so true. Yeah. Which brings me to asking you, right? Right. And I watched a podcast before coming on to do this with you, yeah. specifically on OnlyFans, because I didn't know and studied an awful right. lot. So in the podcast that I watched, there's a table of about, I think it's four men. And there's three ladies at the top of the table. Two do OnlyFans. One does nightclub work and bottle service. Yeah. And she's in that industry and stuff. So like that, your man starts off and he's like, so what do you do? Say who you are, this, that, and the other. And the girls are up and telling them and they enjoy their work. They're proud of the work that they do. And straight away then it's, well, how are you proud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And do you think this is going to last forever? He's so condescending in how yeah. he's speaking to these women. So much so... That he gets them wound up and when they react, oh no, oh God, no, look yeah. now, this is, look at, this is what we mean. Your attitude is yeah. disgraceful. He fucking backpedaled and made it look like they were the angry women yeah. for reacting the way they reacted. I thought it was a fucking disgrace. Now, don't get me wrong. There was points made during the podcast that did make perfect sense. But on the most part, it was utter manipulation. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. fucking hated it. But the question that he asked was, what is your long-term plan? Because apparently looks... And body Looks don't last safe. forever. Yeah. So what's your stance on this? I'd love so, to know. Let me be so real, okay? Nothing lasts forever. Yeah. Like we do not know if we are going to be alive in ten years' time. Yeah. Like, why the hell are we living in a world where we are more worried about ten years than right now? This is why so many people are unhappy. Mm-hmm. It is completely ludicrous to me because there is so many jobs or industries that you could say the same thing for, and people don't, right? The sex industry is the oldest industry in the world. I could have tits sagging to my ankles, right? And look horrific. And men would still pay to see me because they'll look at anything when they're in that moment. And it's always a go. It's such a silly, silly, silly Mm. mindset. I understand looks fade and maybe you won't make the massive money that you make now forever. But if I wanted to do sex work until I am 65 years of age, I could do it. Like 100%. There's plenty, like go and look on Pornhub. There's a whole granny section. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) What do you call that section? (laughs) But my point is that like the same thing could be said about Anthony. Nothing lasts forever. We don't know where 
if we're even going to be alive in 10 years. So why would I not do something that's going to make me happy mm-hmm. and that's going to Just make my life better right now because with fear of what will I do in 10 years? It doesn't, that my brain doesn't work like no. that. So have you, did like, did you come from nothing or like did your family have money? My family had money. You like had people money. now, my family had money, but I came from nothing because without going too much into it, I didn't get anything as as a as a teenager. Like I paid for my own school books. Um, I mentioned with my mom earlier. Mm-hmm. Take from that what you will. Um, but I paid for my own school books. I paid for everything as a teenager. So I, my family had money, but I didn't benefit from it. If you understand what I mean. Now, yeah, no, once absolutely. I turned 18, I did. But anyways, go on. <laughs> and then when out of nowhere from your random nine to five, well, not random, your normal nine to five job that yeah. you had that wage. And then when OnlyFans came along and you shut up yeah. in the bank, basically, do you feel like you were still very humbled and grounded? Or do you feel no. like you were a spoiled child? Spoiled. Humble? No. I was, do you know what it was, right? When you get so much money in such a little amount of time at such a young age, you become quite egotistical and I did for a period of time like I look back at some things that I said and done on the internet and I am so embarrassed yeah and one of my biggest defense mechanisms was when people used to come at me and say well you're a tramp I used to be like yeah well I've made this much yeah whereas now I'm like I don't need to prove nothing to them so no I definitely didn't stay humble but the internet humbled me I think it's part of it like you kind of go up and down and yeah eventually level out but yeah not humble, definitely not. <laughs> I don't even know how much I have. It's in I the business. I want to know count. if you can tell us the most you made in one month. If you six want to figures say. is yeah, the most I made in one month is a hundred thousand. I'll oh. say that because people know that. What you fucking mean? Like hundred k. Like I haven't got a score for a curry at the end of the week. This board is making a hundred thousand a week. Do you know what the thing is? No, I was burning. A month. <laughs> I was burning true money at that time because I was just making so much money that I could Were you living over in Turkey at the moment? Yeah, yeah, but I lost the value of money completely. That's what I wanted to ask you. Has your value of money changed with the influx of money that you got so, so quickly? Did your value of money just go out the fucking window? Absolutely, yeah. And still, like, I'm still working on being able to, like, rein myself back down because I used to work a minimum wage job for a long time. I started working at 14 and I was working for 60 quid a day and doing 12-hour days, like, in a family business. So who do I think I am doing like 20 pretty little thing orders going into Louis Vuitton and do you know what the thing is I'm actually one thing about me is I spend so much money on other people like I really need to work on that as well because I kind of feel bad like if I'm out with some of my friends that maybe don't earn a lot of money and we got we go for food I tend to every single time I'll go to pay which they hate that they're like yeah. Neve stop like your you don't real need friends to do will this. hate that exactly yeah. yeah they're like Neve stop you don't need to do this what you want to buy you dinner today because you bought it last time but for me it's this thing of like I feel it's like I, a safety net like you yeah. have made me so happy I exactly. love you I'm just giving back to you exactly but I don't want anything back from you just yeah. take it and thank you for a brilliant day yeah, kind of thing exactly yeah. exactly but that's where like definitely the value of money thing comes in because I don't ever like I have to check myself at times because I'll just go spend 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 like I'm a very young girl and the amount of money that I earned in a short period of time is a huge amount of money and I had no real financial advice so look obviously you're gonna make mistakes it's like when when you get a loan out bought a whole house and left the country (laughs) you bought a whole house she's in that sort of money but um like comfortably able to buy it like oh yeah 
But I don't even live there. Look at her, she's like, fuck yeah. Go on, <laughs> into more detail, tell me all about us. Um, I bought a villa in Turkey, but mm-hmm. I don't even live there anymore. I'm still waiting for the invite. Had to I leg it. Sh- to Shave hasn't been in that house oh, I can't even go in the gaff. I mean, I can't even call him what I want to call him, but I can't even go to, go back to Turkey. So I have to sell the house, basically. But just a silly decision that I made Um spur of the moment a great example on where a my value of money where, was yeah left. absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah so do you feel like people almost have a right to you because you share your body online like do you feel people think they have yeah. a right to you because you share your body online yeah definitely i think uh like i always use this analogy if you buy a picture of a tree are you buying the tree or are you buying a picture of the tree like you don't own the tree but i definitely think not so much now because i'm very strong in my boundaries with people and my i'll be honest i am not personal at all with my only fans some girls do video calls some girls speak to them on a personal level build up like a rapport with a relationship yeah Yeah. i do not do that i do not want any type of personal relationship exactly it's dangerous to me it's something that passes my boundary i'm not doing it but definitely at the beginning i think think yeah people did think that especially with like your nudes get leaked and they say well you deserve it you do only fans whereas that's not the truth but because i do only fans they think they have a right yeah of course we've seen recently a gorgeous friend of ours ended up in a situation where somebody had attacked her from viewing her mm-hmm. online and constantly messaging her and constantly at her. have you had people like that constantly messaging you with threats or yeah. just weird behavior have you had something like that and has it gotten to the extent where you've had to go to the guards um so there was actually one only the other day that i rang the garda advice line because mm. there was this guy on tiktok he made this video and like the way he spoke about me was disgusting like he was calling me all sorts of names he was commenting on my looks my appearance he said in the video um if you want to see this video of her, text me and I'll send it to you. Oh, wow. And people were writing underneath it, send me it. And he was going, oh. message me on, on WhatsApp. This man was grown. Like this man was 45 or so, had a wife and three children. What? Yeah, wife and three children. What the fuck? And now I went on a bit of a snoop and I looked on his Facebook account. He uploaded all of his videos onto Facebook. Didn't upload that video though. So clearly he doesn't want his wife to see that video. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so I I done my little due diligence. I rang the guy at a advice line because... I'm not going to lie back anymore and let people walk all over me. This is a crime that you're committing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And you're openly admitting mm-hmm. you're committing a crime. People are confused and I want to say this here and now. People, when I say it's a crime, they say it's not because you do OnlyFans. It is. Read the law. It doesn't matter if you do OnlyFans. When I do OnlyFans, I only consent to my pictures to being shared on OnlyFans. That is it. I do not consent to them being shared anywhere else. So I rang the guard advice line. They told me to come down to the station. I also texted his wife. And you know what? Rightly so. As you should. Yeah, so I texted his wife. He has three really young girls. Like, I'm talking. Young girls? Young girls. Now, come here. It was extremely perverted behavior. Like, honest to God, it was, wow. it was horrible. Like To have that venom towards a stranger. That's a young girl. Yeah. And you're rearing and three you're young rearing girls. You're fucking danger of a yeah. human being. Yeah, it was sick. I literally only rang the guards when I seen that he had the three daughters because yeah. I was like, do you know what scares me about those types of people? That is the ideology that they're teaching to their kids. Yeah. And people often say to me, well, what if you have kids? My kids will never be reared like that. Oh, God, that no. ideology to, to think that way about yeah. people based off a career choice or what they do for a living. They'll also never be taught to think that, you know, sex or sexuality is something disgusting and 
that needs to be completely hidden and you should be ashamed about. So I think that scares me big time is that these types of people are raising children that are going to hold the same ideology as them. Absolutely. That is it's bizarre. Chronic. What the isn't fuck it? is wrong with people? It's so scary. And I think because people are so accessible on the internet now, mm-hmm. it's sending these incels into a fucking spiral. Yeah. Basically. Oh, completely, completely. It's, Do you know what I mean? They're, they're going mad because it's it, we're coming into a time now where things like OnlyFans are becoming more acceptable yeah, and they are not coping with it. Yeah, because that's, like I said and I explained, I would have been very one of them, look at fucking whore. And now I'm like, look at whore getting that no. money because a huge thing about sex work, and I always say this, an awful lot of the time, it is circumstantial. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. An awful lot of the time, sex work is due to women having to feed their kids, yeah. pay their mortgage. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we're out here being like, look at that tramp. She's fucking two kids to feed. Yeah. Especially in the current economy, like a lot of women are doing OnlyFans and picking up sex work because they are not making enough money in their normal job oh, to course. feed their family. Yeah. And people think that every girl that does OnlyFans is in my situation where I blew up and I started making a lot of money very quickly. There's women, women on that site that are making less than minimum wage just to put food on their kids' tables. Um, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say, I do OnlyFans because I find it empowering. I think when people say that, it's the biggest load of bollocks, like, yeah. in, yeah. in personally. I do OnlyFans because I make more money on OnlyFans than I ever would in any other absolutely job. Of course. I absolutely don't find it empowering. Of course I don't. I actually find it, sometimes I find it quite the opposite of that. Right. But, and that's not to say money comes before like anything else. I, I'm able to like balance out the pros and the cons and it works for me. Yeah. But um, for me, it's definitely not a thing of like, oh, I feel super empowered by, by doing this. It's more, I would never ever make this money in any other line of work. And I think instead of being angry at the girls doing it, why aren't we angry at the government that this is the only mm-hmm. way that people feel like they can make that sort of money? I just admire your honesty and I'm so impressed by you as a person. And people mm-hmm. underestimate your intelligence. Thank you. You are such a smart girl. <laughs> and I think it's because of outrage marketing. Yeah. You yourself are self-admittedly the biggest troll there ever fucking no, was. Literally, the literally, biggest. Yeah. But she says openly out of her mouth on her social channels, I am a troll and you're eating out of palm of my fucking hand. And I'm going to make thousands of millions off of you. So but thank you. What more can you say? She is telling people. It's like people. she has them hypnotised. She's like, right, go on. Click on to me linked there. Like, it's spectacular. And then people often say to me when they see me and you having a back and forth on social media, yeah. if I share you or anything like that, are you friends with her? Yeah. I say, yeah, I fucking am. One person actually texted me that before. Are you actually, are you you actually friends with bel- her? So you sent the one that you tagged me in. Remember you were in, I don't know what oh, event. Oh, Bell. You are in the Blue Mars label, I think, were you? Yeah, we were happy yeah, about that. But you put it up and they were like, I can't believe you got in a photo with her. She's a whore. I was like, that's not so <laughs> What is actually page. fucking wrong with you? Like, are you actually friends with her. I fucking hate the way she goes on yeah. online. And I'm like, ah, ah, let me stop you. You hate the way she goes on online. Yeah. You don't hate the person that she is. Mm-hmm. You're a walking contradiction. Oh, Absolutely. completely. A fucking I'm a completely opposite. Like, it's so funny um, because even my boyfriend now, when we first met, he was like, 
what the fuck? Like you're a completely different person. He wanted a crazy version. Like he thought like, he was getting Nevo and he got Neve. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. No, Two yeah. completely different people. My thoughts and ideologies are the same, but in terms of how I portray them to the world, two completely Two completely people. different people. As I think you're like Paris Hilton. Yeah. We all know she doesn't sound like that, literally. I think as well, I think what grinds people's gears is that I used to get a lot of hate and bullying on the internet and I never capitalised off it. Whereas now I wind people up it's on purpose mm -hmm. traffic to your page it's girl. traffic to my page and i'll make money and i've learned how to capitalize off people's venom i'm never going to stop doing that sorry people are always going to be pricks yeah. and i'm always going to be a you're always going to get more assholes than you are going to get nice people. exactly but if the assholes are the loudest in the room oh, of course and that wouldn't pay the most as well yeah but <laughs> it's so funny to me that you ended up in a relationship with sir alex sheen himself <laughs> because the very first person i ever heard say bad publicity is still publicity, was Alex. Yeah. <laughs> and That's my baby. Because I remember being like, lad, just fucking can't do this. Lad, just, lad, you just can't fucking yeah. do, don't do that. And I was literally policing yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex to a point that I was like, Alex, get a fucking end. He's like, Carly, it doesn't bleed matter. Because yeah. all publicity is good publicity. It doesn't matter what it is. It's still fucking publicity. Especially in like, you know, if I was wanting like a load of brand deals and stuff, I wouldn't really want the bad publicity, you know? That's why I don't do all yeah. that well with all that. Whereas I'm in the porn industry. So like um, the OnlyFans industry, I don't know what industry that is, but I'm in that industry. So uh, you cannot cancel me. Like you oh, can't. you work for yourself. Yeah. You don't have anything to upkeep. Exactly. You work for you. You exactly. can't fucking do that to me. So there's certain industries that you just can't. And I think like even like Alex is a great example of that because the whole world tried to cancel them and now they're on tour with Snoop Dogg you know mm -hmm. what I mean there's certain types of jobs that they're not cancellable stop yeah. trying you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> or even if you do fucking cancel them they're gonna come back they're ten gonna times come back. fucking harder exactly. you're actually getting two of the most stubborn people <laughs> <laughs> listen it's not gonna happen yeah life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs learn more at uh1.com I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We did want to move on and talk about something you mentioned earlier on so you did mention earlier on that you were well off enough to get yourself a home in turkey yes can we talk about the turkey era of your life and yeah how you got this there this is the Nevo i know the mad bastard running around turkey. oh yeah God. literally oh talk God. to us so you said again in a previous podcast that you used to holiday in turkey with your family 
No, so my family used to holiday in Turkey. Right. And then I went the last time. So then I went over to get my plastic surgery done. And then I don't know what I went over for the last time. And I just never came home. Honestly, lads, I was running away from my problems at the time. I was getting like really bad hate. I had just started OnlyFans. You know, my nudes were being leaked everywhere. I was getting death threats and I ran away from my problems into the arms of a monster, which wasn't the most clever thing to do. But I think I was just at a very vulnerable, like that's probably the most vulnerable I've ever been in my life. So my head wasn't right. I was completely erratic, very mentally ill. It's sad when I look back and think of myself then, I'm so sad because it's just not me. Like, it's not me at all. Mm -hmm. As much as I'm wild and I'm a bit of a character, I'm not that horrible, negative, toxic person. But unfortunately, because that was my environment and my surroundings, it started rubbing off on me, if that makes sense. Do you think if you could go back and change that, would you have changed what you're doing? Or do you think it has helped you grow into the person that you are now? No, I wouldn't. Not a chance because I feel like it's led me to exactly where I am now. And like right now, I have a great, relationship with my family great friends I'm in the best place in my career that I've been in a long time I have the best boyfriend in the world so everything that's happened has led me to that place I do believe that the same lessons are going to keep coming to you in different bodies until you learn them yeah Mm -hmm. if people don't follow you and don't know about your background you are very open online about speaking about the hardships you have faced because Jesus Christ you've been through (laughs) the mill and you are an advocate for so many different things yeah I think it was so unfortunate for you that what had happened to you in that situation played out online. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Did that make it more difficult for you? To be honest, with that whole situation, obviously, I got away from him and he started messaging all my followers and just trying to humiliate me online. He stole a lot of things from me. Um, So I kind of felt forced that I had to go and talk about it on my story because I was getting messages from my followers being like, Neve your ex is sending me this, that and the other. So I went anyway on my story and can I be 100% honest? It felt fucking amazing. He took everything from me for two years. I had no control of my own life. I had no control of what came out of my mouth. I had no control of anything and I felt completely vulnerable and out of control and for the first time, it felt like now. Now, there you can't you control me anymore. And it felt like that for the very, very first time. And it felt great. Now, obviously, there's still this, you're scared because you're opening up and being vulnerable about something that I was embarrassed to admit that that's what had been going on. Yeah. Because people yeah. had been guessing that. And come here to me an awful lot of people kept on saying, but you went back though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you went back though. And that I did. is something that fucking grinds my gears and eats me up. People don't understand the coercive control that these people can yeah. have over you. Yeah, I've been in situations years and years and years ago in my life. Now, I wouldn't even say it was a relationship yeah. with this person that I was with. But it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome. Absolutely, yeah. That you build a love and a trust for a person. Yeah. And you start to believe that, oh God, they're only doing this because they had a hard life. Oh God, they're only doing this because they're really hurting inside. Yeah. They do love me. It's just they don't know how to express themselves. And, and I'm the only person that understands yeah. them. Mm-hmm. Your brain does this to protect you. Yeah. And your brain spins this story to you so you don't believe that you're receiving the abuse that you're getting, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Regardless of whether you are hurting or not, 
how you present yourself in this world is your fucking responsibility. Yeah, absolutely. That is on you. I don't care what's happened to you. What amazes me about these types of people is you think with you going through the hardship, so either being in an abusive situation at the hands of a person or at the hands of something that had happened to you in your life. Yeah. I find that abusive people become the exact same as the people that they never wanted to be mm-hmm. like. The yeah. people that destroyed them, they yeah. become Absolutely. those people or yeah. they create the situations that destroyed them for different fucking people. For different people, and yeah, that definitely. Makes no sense to me. Yeah. If you're so damaged, why the fuck would you want to put that on anybody on else? other people. Yeah. Makes no sense to me. And I used to always make excuses for people throughout my life. I've had it, I've seen it happen to friends of mine and their parents. I've seen it happen to Lo- loads of different situations I've been in them myself yeah. not always me directly I've been a part of them on an outer yeah. scale and I've always just said like I've always kind of had the benefit of the doubt for the person I've been like oh god well they just had an awful time and they're just really hurting yeah. fuck off no fucking hurt so- hurting therapy you yeah. mad <laughs> go <laughs> fucking talk to somebody yeah. and don't keep on destroying people Other along the lives. way yeah and I got that a lot like people saying well you went back and well you said he was lovely on social media that's a big part of like people need you are to- trying yeah. to spin that story to yourself exactly Absolutely. and people need to understand and research coercive control it is one of the most dangerous forms of domestic violence and most women don't come out of it alive like there is a massive statistic of women that do not walk out of these relationships alive whether they hurt themselves or their partner hurts them or they maybe never leave and they're stuck in that loop forever and that cycle forever but coercive control causes your brain to malfunction you are not thinking rationally yeah you are lying to yourself and everybody around you to protect the person that's hurting you the most in the world and I think people don't have a good enough understanding of it and that's why they react that way you're in survival mode yeah. and you're doing everything you have to do to survive and you're not only trying to protect yourself you're trying to protect the people around you absolutely yeah. I remember you mentioning your fucking heart was broke that a situation hath went on and one of your younger brothers was present. Yeah. So yeah. people judging you for trying to take the steam out of the kettle when yeah. somebody you love and have to protect is around you. Yeah. You done what you had to do to survive yeah. in that fucking moment. I used to be one of them people again, I have to hold my hands up and say this now because my friends throughout life had been in situations and I'd be like, you stupid cunt, you keep on fucking going back. Yeah. And it I never made the sense same to me. Before yeah. I was in it myself. It never made sense to me and it's only when you're fucking knee deep in the trenches yourself you go, bollocks. Yeah. Now I fucking see. And you never, ever, ever dream that it's going to be you. Yeah. And then you get the whole never thought you'd have took that off something. Yeah, and I got that so much because obviously I come across as such a dominant figure. So I got a lot of the time, well, you know, I didn't think something like that happened to you. But I, like, I went through a, quite a bad childhood that made me very vulnerable to those types of yeah. people. Yeah. And it's not the first time that I was with someone that wasn't very nice. Now, never like that. But not to that extent. Because of what happened to me in my childhood, I was going for that type of person because my normality was toxicity. And that's what I seeked out. That's why I say I would never change what happened because what happened with that person is the worst possible scenario that could have happened, bar obviously him killing me. But it really made me wise up. Wise the fuck up and stop putting yourself in Mm -hmm. these dangerous situations. Stop allowing your childhood trauma to ruin your future. And it really, really opened my eyes to that. So that's a big reason as well why I'll yeah. never, ever change what I went through because I would just be continuing the cycle. Yeah, it was like I said, the lesson's going to keep on coming to yeah. you in different bodies until, until you, you wake the fuck up. But yeah. Like you said, you are comfortable in chaos. Yeah, exactly. That's what I say all the time. Uh, people often say, and it's a fucking disgraceful thing, women get reprimanded for um, daddy issues. 
when the men are causing the fucking problem yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. getting told we have daddy, daddy issues. issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that grinds on me. Like, if a girl has daddy issues, that's not her fault. Apparently it's it's like, the yeah, daddy's fault. They make like. it out. That it's her <laughs> problem when a man has inflicted his shite on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how we fucking ended up with the problems. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I totally understand where you are coming from. If I had not been in similar situations growing up myself mm-hmm. like that, it was only when I hit, there was like a pinnacle moment years and years and years ago like I said when I was in that situation that I woke up and I went oh fuck it yeah now I see how and why people end up in these situations and when I seen you going through it and it playing out in front of the world I was like that's fucking crazy yeah because I'd have never been able to cope the way you did yeah I know you said that it was so liberating for you to share but it was also scary because I got a lot of people calling me a liar, questioning me. And I had every bit of proof. You could not doubt what I was saying. I had yeah. texts. I had pictures of black eyes and cuts and bruises. And still people sat there and called me a liar. Absolutely. Or said, what did you do to make him do that? So it was also a really, really scary thing. Like, I don't want to make out that it was just all roses and daisies. It was also super, super mm-hmm. scary yeah. at the same time. But you are nobody's vigilante at that stage. And no. this is the point that I want to make. You didn't have to do what you did. Yeah. I find that when people go through any sort of abuse and people are like, well, why aren't you speaking out and saying that? Yeah. I'm not here to save the fucking world. Nobody has to use their story to help anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that I haven't spoken about online. Mm -hmm. And I never will speak about it online because if it's not something that I feel comfortable speaking about, I'm sorry, I am not going to help anybody else with that you have to look after number one force yeah and i know that's a dreadful thing to say especially in these situations but you do have to keep parts of your life back for yourself we're all very public people but that doesn't mean just because we have ourselves on social media that anybody has any right to any section of our lives yeah we can keep back what we want to keep back absolutely and people feel like they're owed something as well like it drives me mad it drives me mad really bad i do and i don't as in people being like, why aren't you on your stories it's making just me laugh, actually? because you rarely ever see me put a close friends up, ever, because I just say what I feel, like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say what it is. Every, like, so they're well within their rights, I think, because I give them so much business, so they're probably like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Even though they're not within their rights, but they definitely but you think still somewhere deserve, in the back like, of their heads. If you're having a bad day, you Oh, absolutely, I'm done with that. Yeah. I've learned to take myself out of the whole situation. Yeah. I'm not going to go on to something that's so toxic. Screen yeah. time down. Yeah. Fuck off, away from me, and I'm just going to do what makes me happy. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> People do me head in. Yeah. And I love every single one of them, but when I get it, I get it bad, and I'm like, get the fuck away yeah, from yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know one thing about me. Yeah. And you're coming in here thinking that you can just say what you want to say mm-hmm. when it's absolutely not one thing got to do with you. And the most of the time I find what grinds me as well is like a lot of the time the people asking the most questions and being the most nosiest, they... Are the shit stirrers as they're well. the shit stirrers. They yeah, they're, oh, they're not asking you they're nor asking, telling you asking for the good of yourself. On a, yeah. on a Reddit somewhere yeah. or a forum. So yeah. everyone knows all the ins and outs. So when it starts, they all just come spiraling together. Exactly. It's out of fucking shy. They want to be the first ones to see the reaction. Exactly. Yeah. So when people People come to you with a statement or tell you about I'm just telling you because I'm looking out for you. Mm-hmm. No, you're They're telling not, me because you want to see the fucking Rosie. reaction. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you want. You want to be the force to see how I feel about that. Like, and get a life, honestly. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. Like, 
off. Do something Mis- else. But you know life. what? Misery loves comedy. Oh, Carly loves the Irish people are very morbid. Very morbid, yeah. the Irish people. Are. <laughs> yeah. No, they do. They fucking love it and they're so fickle because like that, the happier I get in myself and the more secure I am myself and the less sick I am and the happier I'm becoming, Jesus Christ, people are dropping like flies yeah. off flies. my Instagram. Absolutely. The happier I become, the more yeah, people actually, drop in. Yeah, you did just spiral at one stage and then I went back down like 400. Do you know what I mean? Because... Because you started sharing pages and doing things that actually physically make you happy that and you make didn't want to be Because it's Instagram. not making them feel it's good anymore. Not. Oh, I'm going to follow like this sick girl and yeah. like all of her stuff. <laughs> my life That's, is so much yeah. better That's than hers. Exactly. And whether people yeah, like absolutely. it or not, it's the doe-eyed Bambi look going, oh, Jesus, God bless her now. On the hospital front of things, you I put up a little to... TikTok last night. What? Talking about all your surgeries. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like all the hate that you've got when you got it? Yeah. Do you feel this is when the plastic surgery came in that you're like, oh, if I do this, it'll numb me and make me feel better about myself? No, or? I was always obsessed. So I was from, I, th- I can't remember what age my dad told me. I was two or three years old and I was obsessed with the page three girls in the magazines. I wanted to be a Playboy bunny when I grew up. I was obsessed with like the Pamela Anderson, Glamour. Dolly Parton, big boobs, big yeah. bum. Women supporting women from a young age. <laughs> well done, girl. I shouldn't have been looking at the page three, can I just say? But anyways. We um, always did. We always did. Yeah, so I was obsessed with all of that and I was obsessed with plastic surgery and I wanted a BBL from the time I was maybe like 17 so it wasn't something that came along with social media definitely not but I think social media added to it like there's certain things that I definitely never would have done like my ears I never would have touched my ears if it wasn't for social media the pressure um, and the pressure people say so much that you're you start to realise like, oh yeah, it's true. I yeah, might as well get exactly, a fix Exactly, exactly. There's certain things that maybe I wouldn't have done or maybe I wouldn't have rushed things as much as I did, but it definitely wasn't a new thing. No, I was I was obsessed with plastic from a young age. <laughs> <laughs> and you said in your TikTok that you put up last night, you were like fucking teeth. Yeah. You <laughs> never should have done it. A biggest regret. So I have like crowns, right? I know how like you're smoking a dentist. But no, Sean on. has analysed your whole mouth. See, when you sat down yeah. in front of him, I've analysed it from what, the what was yours to do it? Oh, Sean, don't tell me mine. I'll go and I'll go splats. No, girl. Do you like so, that look on his face like that? Yeah. You should have got braces for us. But yeah. you know this anyway, but go on. So I was meant to get my jaw broken and get yeah. braces because I have like a 12 millimeter overbite and I could have gotten, you know, the big block retainers yeah, as a teenager. Thing, yeah. But I refused to wear them and got taken off the HSE waiting list. So by the time I was 18, my jaw had stopped growing and I would have needed surgery to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that's extensive. extensive. That's a bad out surgery, yeah. So that turned me off ever getting braces because the orthodontist was kind of saying like, we don't want to do braces unless you're going to do the surgery because it's not going to look right. You know what I mean? How long ago? was that oh my god I would have been 17 18 but in my head I was just like no like I don't want this surgery so I'm not doing it plus I didn't want to wear braces for three years like they were telling me I'd have to wear braces for two or three years so I was like no I don't want to wear braces for two or three years so I rushed over to Turkey got crowns shaved all of my teeth off my mouth and got crowns put on and it's one of my biggest regrets I like how my face looks and how my overbite looks I think it makes me look cute like I think it's like a little I bunny I love your little face <laughs> yeah. it's a little bunny like mouth yeah, or something you're you know? so sweet. and I feel like it actually makes me look younger because overbites are usually connected to like someone being younger because most yeah. people get it fixed you know of what course. I mean yeah. so I always look at the positive in it I'm like it makes me look younger it's you cute. certainly don't look your age but um 
it's my biggest regret because my teeth eventually won't hold these crowns no. anymore. Like I'm talking maybe in 10 years, my teeth won't hold these crowns anymore. And I will need to get like a bridge and implants. You need to get and, all on four and all on six. Yeah. And there's also a chance like they can now, I haven't had any problems with my teeth or with my gums, thank God. But there's also a chance that it can make your gums decay and rot away. I've heard this. So... Yeah, I'm very nervous about the future. Could have dentures in the future, lads. If I do, say nothing. Yeah, okay. you'd be giving little gummy gobblers on OnlyFans <laughs> and you'd be fucking <laughs> taking the dentures out before I do the video. <laughs> Listen, you said you could go till you're 70, girl. I'd keep on paddling the tank, keep on going. <laughs> oh, you're a swine, I swear to God. Oh, God, tonight. <laughs> so, your surgery's all over. You're happy with the bar, the L, the tit. Yeah don't like my boobs so I my family we all have saggy tits right, right. just gonna say here and now it's yeah listen and I tell Genetic. you I have that big giblet of a chin it just <laughs> listen we all get handed down things we don't really yeah. want so here we are genetics so um and I have like pepperonis girls like I'm talking pepperonis peppers. right pepperonis not what? peppers pepperonis oh, this big okay. right and uh, oh, I thought you were pulling it up she's pulling it up I thought she was pulling it up I said oh is his camera my good god <laughs> oh, oh Sean what did you think this was to god your face he looks terrified <laughs> He looks horrified. Yeah, yeah. Don't be just flashing the pepperonis at me like that. I wasn't prepared. No, well, at least you have pepperonis. I have kiddie diddies. My nipples are fucking see-through. <laughs> I've seen yours, Carly. Yours are lovely. You've seen mine? What did I do? Do you not remember at the after party? don't. We're feeling the diddies. We're <laughs> examining the diddies. You know, everyone feel the diddies, to be fair. Did we do an OnlyFans video together? Oh, I'm free now. Oh. Explicit content being <laughs> private messaged all over the country. Get Anthony up there now if you're looking for that, lad. Carly 20. <laughs> we have questions that listeners sent in for you um so it says hi guys i love the podcast would like to keep this anon i'm considering starting an only fans account but i'm afraid it might hold me back in years to come for things like jobs etc how did neve get over this when starting her own I always advise people not to start an OnlyFans, which I know is super hypocritical, but <laughs> most people, like, I don't really have that worry because obviously I've made, like, I'm quite popular on OF. I make enough money now that I don't really need to worry as much about getting a job in the future. Like, on top of that, I have my social media to fall back Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I have a hundred other things I can do. If you're just a normal, um, a normal person, who the fuck do I think I am? Like? <laughs> If you're just someone that in the future would want to work in a normal job of some sort, do not start OnlyFans because we do not know what the opinion or the view is going to be in the future. You do not want to do something that is that is potentially going to harm your future. And it shouldn't be that way, but unfortunately it is. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I can guarantee you now, it's such an oversaturated industry at the moment. Everyone and their mother is doing OnlyFans. You are not going to make enough money to justify fucking up future potential jobs. Unless you have a social media platform at the moment that's exactly. already doing really well. Exactly. Are you saying there's basically the no point? Yeah, I think it's, it's a very, like... 
it would be extremely hard to work yourself up to the point of earning uh, five or six, five or six, we'll say five figures a month. It would be so, so hard to work yourself up to earning that much money. It would be nearly impossible because it's super oversaturated, lads. Like, look at in Ireland, everyone does it. You everyone know what I mean? And nanny. Exactly. That was really good advice because I think people think the second they sign into Absolutely. that account, that they're going to have a hundred yeah. grand sitting in the bank. No, I thought that as well. It sounds like, like when I was, I was considering like, if it. If can do it, so can I. So when it was during COVID, I was like, everyone's on my page now. I was getting like 120,000 followers viewing me stories when I didn't yeah. even have that many. So I was like, maybe I'll just do something, but I'll just put funny videos up of me man. They'll all think it's clearly me showing me little pom pom. I was like, no, Genoa. I said I'd rather not. <laughs> and we didn't. But you you still have a few videos in the bank from when you were sick, just pretend. Sean keeps looking at me and being like, Carly, will you just do it? Yeah, like, well, just Carly, do it. come on. I've an arse like a melted bag of custard. No, you do I'm not. So but when you have your sheen leggings on. You have a nice little elbow. bum in them sheen leggings. Yeah. And you're bent over and you're, you're like, yeah. Do you know all these anything. men keep texting me being like, some howl on your love? I'm like, yeah, it belongs to the leggings. So I don't know why you're texting me. <laughs> for 11 euro I paid for that arse. Yeah. <laughs> right, so we have another listener question. I can't afford to get any work done, mm-hmm. but I'm really self-conscious about my appearance. How can I work on self-love? From Anonymous. Oh my God, I hate these questions because it's like, well, honey, if I knew how to do that, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't have got work yeah, done. <laughs> You're like, so probably not the best person yeah. I, But now you have, you've grown so yeah. much now. I feel like, I don't know, with me, I'm weird, lads. Like one day I just woke up and was like, look, this is how you look and that's it. So you can either love yourself or you can or you put can, yourself yeah. through torture. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, or you can learn to love. Yeah, eventually. and I think maybe a big part of it is play around with like your hair, your makeup, your nails, kind of experiment, do things differently until you find something that you feel comfortable in. I think that was fucking lovely. <laughs> I thought it was lovely. And do you know what? I'd never thought to even say that. I would. I'm only joking. I'm just sitting there smiling. So to end on a really positive note, because we did speak about the situation that you were in, I did skip across. Just to uh, shine a bit of light on your current situation, <laughs> your current uh, relationship. <laughs> Tell me. So, yeah. I'm with Alex. He's loving my life. Yeah, yeah. Full stop. Jesus wouldn't have known. I love him. I love the boy to bits. He's literally the best person that I've ever had in my life. He's such a kind soul. Like I wish people And he wouldn't yeah. think people would think that. People from what probably he does. definitely That's don't like think that. Alex is the very same in name you know and the respect. Said this all the time. Oh, he is a walking contradiction. <laughs> like the the persona. <laughs> yeah. The persona and the character is completely different. Now me and Alex used to box head off. You said this all we the time. To fucking yeah. kill each other, and I swear to God, one of us on a bad day would only have to look at each other, and we'd be like, "Fucking yeah. don't start!" Like we we grinded each other's gears, yeah, for many different reasons. But there was always a big respect, and there was always like a like an underlying love there for him. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Alex, is a fucking idiot," but if someone else said it in front of me, I'd be like, "What you fucking mean?" <laughs> yeah. Again, how knowledgeable he is in oh, he's everything. So intelligent. How creative he? he is. Oh it's my actually god. Actually, a saint, Sean. He's like a genius. More intelligent he than is. You. I feel like you're very way intelligent. more intelligent than me. Again, people just go off the internet and think they know everything about a person. Yeah. When they know, sweet fuck Fucking all. Nothing exactly. And like that, that a very empathetic, it. very gentle, very kind man. Very kind soul. And yeah. he's after ending up with a woman the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say, like, people always, always say, 
like if you looked at our characters online you'd be like oh my god you'd never put them two together but if you know us both personally in real life you are very oh, well we're suited. so similar like we're like i feel like you the way you were saying like he thought he was getting evil yeah like people think that i'm like that all the time yeah where i have told myself down a lot like recently but i would be like and just like Rashawn and Sean yeah, yeah 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 me other persona but I would be just like normal yeah 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 and then just people just want to let move and I cuddle I'm not asking for yeah. much but people think I'm going to be running around with beanbags and taking the head off like I'm not so if anyone is still listening <laughs> I'm asking you a year now and no one has come into the inbox no I'm only joking you well Liv manifested Alex oh my god yeah I did manifest a Sean I made a TikTok right two years ago where I did you? right so this was the TikTok I said where are you with Eskimo Supreme and then I said yeah and then it was like and then what happened and I said I woke up like I was dreaming because yeah. I fancied him so much right <laughs> she opened and she, and she, made, <laughs> she made nine million that day on OnlyFans <laughs> I wasn't even doing all that right. at this stage this was, was innocent in this was innocent <laughs> caravan Nebo Sean oh you have gone around the world yeah, in two she's years. a chameleon she's what been so book? many different people <laughs> but that's what I manifested it then because obviously now he's my boyfriend so I am with him now so the TikTok does stand I always say to Alex right Alex was the first person that I was with from ever since you know that of bad course, situation which we won't talk about and that was going to be like the beginning I was like right this is my whole era like you know I'm going on putting myself out there met Alex boyfriend wife <laughs> <laughs> he was fucking so booted out right so Sean decided that we're finished now no. so I just want to say the biggest thank you thank so you. much thank you for having me for your honesty and for you just being you I've said it a million times during the podcast I've wanted to get my hands on you for such a long time to have this sit down and this mm -hmm. chat because I really wanted people to see your personality shine through thank you for having me both years it's been a pleasure I really enjoyed the chat thank you for making this a very special episode no love she's buzzing well. look at her face love you as well I'm so happy for her that she love watches. you Thanks so much, Neva. Thanks Honestly, for listening, yeah, lads. Take care. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.